1: Peter Brady version
2: You'll say We've got nothing in common
0: No common
2: ground to start from And
0: we're
2: falling apart You'll say You'll say it The world has come between us Our lives have come between us Still, Still, I know knows. you don't. Just care. don't care. You know what I don't care about? And, and I, I say what about Mr. Tiffany's? What accent was that? I don't know. <laughs> I was having too
1: much fun <laughs> doing Peter Brady.
2: You doing Peter Brady? When it's time for change. Remember that episode? I don't.
1: You don't remember when they were all dancing and they sang when it's time to change and his voice was cracking and they had to...
2: No, I remember when they were lost in the Grand Canyon. Instead of
1: it being a crutch gem, they featured it and they were like, look at this young boy going through menopause. Listen,
2: I'm going to say this one time, stay off a nick at night, okay? Okay, All right, my bad. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us (laughs) on Thoughts at Rock. I remember that. That was Jan, right? (laughs) No. It (laughs) was was a Marsha. Marsha got her nose broken. Marsha
1: got her nose bashed in.
2: Believe it or not, this is not a uh, 90s throwback episode. This is the podcast that is about exchanging two pieces of life changing Mm -hmm. advice squeezed into about 30 minutes. We call it Thoughts That Rock. That's right. We ring out a couple of good thoughts. Mm -hmm.
1: This episode is sponsored by Buki Call. Call. It's our innovative book discovery platform, cleverly disguised as a dating app. I love that. We match people with compatible books. Mm -hmm. It's free. You can download it on iOS. You can download it on Android. Most of all, it's just a ton of fun. And uh, a great way to spend 20, 30 minutes on your phone uh, in the bathroom finding out what you're going to read next.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And listen, if you like this show, I'm talking about Thoughts at Rock. I mean, yes. you could do the same thing with Bookie Call. We're mm. always uh, really appreciating the fact that you guys give us some feedback. That's right. And, you know, it doesn't take uh, a lot of time. If you mm. could take a second to just give us a, a rating and a review, a written five. review. Five, five is what you're looking five for. Five
1: stars in a one word, like Stunning.
2: Does not it Does it matter the number of words that you have in there?
1: Um, no.
2: Not really? I don't think All so. Right. No. I mean, write weird a dissertation to. if you want to. Wouldn't but. it be funny if we just had a whole bunch, like 100 people putting study on there? <laughs> yes. Like that's the word of the day. We don't really do word of the day. Handsome. Mm. <laughs> for one of us, for sure. <laughs> Listen, every time you do that, that helps grow the show. And like. when it does, we get more downloads. When that happens, we like to write checks. Because, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to help out some great philanthropic partners of ours. Like that's right. Show growth leads to us being able to. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so wrong. It does. Hey, show
1: growth. That's our next That's our next podcast. Join us on an episode of show, show growth. growth. <laughs> How to get dozens of listeners.
2: Transition that to L- the next point.
1: Listen. That growth allows us to support Cannonball Kids Cancer. They're awesome. The work they do, finding treatment for kids who've run out of options. Um, They do amazing work. You can check out how to be involved at cannonballkidscancer.org.
2: Yeah, and we know how busy you are. And grabbing some time to get away from the rat race that is probably your life, we get it. You're busy and stepping away to do stuff like this Mm -hmm. takes a little bit of time. But listen, it's worth it. Yep. But those moments are hard to come by, right? They are. Which is why it doesn't really matter what you're doing right now. You could be doing something else while you're listening to the show. Right. For instance, maybe you're, I don't know, attending a Marie Kondo seminar.
1: Oh, just put this over here.
2: Maybe you're burning bras at a Southern rock concert.
1: (laughs) My (laughs) boobs.
2: Maybe you're still trying to cancel your membership to Columbia House Records.
1: I swear. Johnny Mathis was my last CD.
2: Doesn't matter to us. We just want to be the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Uh, Bye bye. welcome everybody to a very different and special episode of thoughts at rock yes it is your favorite podcast and normally we are going to be exchanging two pieces of life-changing advice but today we're gonna do something different we thought it would be nice to spend a little bit of time talking about normally our sponsor but it is also really our sister company uh, it might actually be the, the main company yeah, at this point. Of which Thoughts at Rock now <laughs> falls underneath, because that's where our future is. It's Buki Call. That's right. It is the, uh, the, the the you know, well, how would you say? It's a book discovery platform. It's Tinder for books. Tinder for books. That's what it is. Cleverly disguised as a dating app. app. We match people with books instead of people. Yeah. Because so let's talk about that. People suck. Data book. That's it. I like it. Oh, did you hear a different voice? I did. (laughs) I tried to. It's not boo. That's right. (laughs) No, it's definitely not boo. (laughs) Yes, we uh, for the first time have Nicole who is in the studio with us. Hi, Nicole.
0: Hey.
2: So, Nicole, explain to everybody what it is that you do and how you fit into the grand scheme of Bookie Call.
0: Nice. So, um, I am the VP of Sales and Marketing at Bookie Call which essentially means that I get to spend my day talking with authors and publishers, trying to figure out how we can help them promote their books and uh, help people go on date with their dates with their books. Mm.
2: Yeah, and so we probably ought to explain to them what exactly is Buki Ka. I know when we're doing Thoughts at Rock, we have a little bit of fun with it. We're talking two, three, four sentences to sort of give them a high-level approach. But the whole reason we wanted to do this episode is to really – dive deep, but to explain to people, this is both for authors and publishers, but really for the average book lover, mm-hmm. people that just enjoy, they're madly in love with reading books. Some of these people are reading two, three books a week, sometimes a book a day. Those are the voracious readers that we're trying to get to, and we wanted to do something a little bit different. So Brant, maybe walk us through as to how this thing got started, and ultimately we can talk about the details of the app itself. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> well, I think the the, the idea of a sort of born out of a uh,
1: bookstar PR, right? So so the we have a sort of digital book promotion company that we started just over a year ago that was that was born out of frustration of dealing with traditional book publicists, the mm-hmm. exorbitant costs and the very minimal effort and results that that come from it. And could we come up with an affordable alternative for your average author who can't afford $10,000 a month for a book publicist. And so, you know, we started with Bookstar PR and and started to promote books digitally using influencers and different uh sort of uh, stuff that we would use in the music business to try to find alternative ways to promote books. So getting you listed for different quotes in your book so that you can become a reference, uh, and a source that's quoted in articles and things around, around the web. But <clears throat> ideally for us, we decided we'd have to find a better, there, there had to be a better way. And one of the things we noticed in, in the publishing world is they really sort of, uh, up until now have ignored, uh, A large portion of how people choose to connect in the digital world. Mm -hmm. There are 44 million people in the United States that use dating apps every day. Um, These are apps that are designed to find compatible matches. So we sort of had this idea of what if we use that same idea, the same process, the same psychology um, and built an app that functioned like a dating app, but would match people with books. They could set their preferences, what they like and don't like how much they like them Mm -hmm. and let the algorithm start to, to match them just like eHarmony or match or Tinder or any of these other ones that are out there. Um, And, and so we started on that journey. Uh, We found a local company uh, in the Orlando area to sort of build our, our MVP, the first sort of first version of this app. And then we went out and found an incredible team. So we we brought on uh, Keisha, uh, Dr. Keisha Horner, who is our Chief Content Officer, and she sort of serves as our Grammar Patrol and helping <laughs> and uh, helping all of the uh, sort of corralling the writers and and figuring out how to get these things into the app itself and and the editing of uh, managing of the editors and writers themselves. We have writers all over the world. Uh, and then we brought Nicole on board and Nicole has sort of served several functions for us as she continues to grow and, and show us that Um, She has so many talents, we have to figure out the best place for her. And so she started off uh, as our creative content director and sort of Mm -hmm. worked with the writers and editors and, and learned sort of that side of it first and then decided she really loves talking to people about the app she was on a local radio show that, that did really, that appearance was fantastic and she did so good. And, um, and so I'm like, why don't you just sort of jump over to the sales side? And so she's been,
0: Keisha wasn't as happy. She
1: was though. not as happy. I was thrilled. <laughs> uh, uh, she was not as happy. Um, but fortunately we had some incredibly talented editors that have sort of been able to step up and, and, and enlarge their roles within, within bookie call. And so here we are five months after launch, we've had a quarter of a million downloads. We have about four Thirty thousand active users every month which is incredible
2: in in the app world we are
1: the fastest growing book discovery app in the world and that's super exciting for us it's sometimes hard to remember that as we sit in our three Mm -hmm. office suite here Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that that we have built something that people love. And, and, you know, I think it, it's an answer to the age old trouble of where, where are you going to find your next book that you want to read? I mean, what are your choices that you have right now? Which is Mm -hmm. for most people, Uh, they ask a friend or family member, right? And they're like, what, you know, what's your recommendations? They'll go to Barnes Noble or books a million and they'll read the back of every friggin' book uh, in there trying to hope something sparks uh, an interest or they go to Amazon and they read a bunch of Amazon reviews, but they, they don't know any of these people. They don't know what their tastes are. There's no way to really judge whether or not it's going to be successful. And so we said, nobody knows you better than you. So just go ahead and set your preferences, tell us what you like, and then let yourself make those recommendations. And the algorithm just builds on that. And so, so we've been able to sort of give people a fun way to emotionally connect with a book, um, which is a different experience. We, uh, have a staff of writers. Why don't, Nicole, why don't you explain how the writers, um, create these dating profiles for a book.
0: Yeah, I was going to add that in because we talked about the editors and writers yeah. and what Keisha's doing and what I started doing. But a huge part of what we do is every single book, it's not just the metadata Mm-mm. that you're going to find. It's not what's on the back of the, you know, cover the, or the back of the book. We actually create a dating profile for every book in our library. And to me, that's one of those special things that is almost hard to put words to of how incredible it is that with every book, there's something brand new written about the book.
2: And when you talk about creating a profile explain this like you're you basically are giving the book a personality right yeah. in just a few short questions that are answered
0: absolutely so every profile has an introduction which is just 150 characters and oh my goodness mm-hmm. getting the gist of a book alone. into a clever 150 <laughs> characters is a very creative and fun challenge for our writers. And then from there, they have nine prompts to the answers. So mm-hmm. what are my most attractive traits? Yep. Who should swipe right on me? What's the dorkiest thing about me? Where are we gonna go for our first date? And then if it goes well, I want you to meet my uh, book parent. You know, So you've got your book mama or your book daddy, and that's where we get a little bit deeper into the author's bio. It's just fun. Yeah. You get on the app, you start going through, read these, you know, dating profiles for a book completely from the voice of the book. Yep. Yeah. So everything is the book trying to win a date with you. Yes. And if you decide that the book deserves a date with you, then you swipe right, you get a DM from the book telling you, you know, if you want to meet up in person or keep it digital <laughs> in yes. the or, right. you know, let it whisper in your ear and that's your audiobook. It's really a whole new way to experience and curl up with a book
2: it is and and it's so different because normally you'd be focusing right on the author you know or you look at the synopsis of the book in this case you're really relying that's why Brant, you were talking about this yep. it's so critical for these writers they have done incredible work mm-hmm. in bringing these things to life And even now you see TikTok videos, you see people posting it going, the whole reason that they've fallen madly in love with the app is because of the way these profiles have been written. And we've, we've leaned into the cheekiness, the fun, the Uh (laughs) irreverence. you kind of have to, which to be transparent on a couple of things. First off, none of us on the team, the four of us have not created an app before, not really. So this is a little bit foreign to us. Um, And the fact that you see the results that we are five months in is just amazing to us. But the second part was to the point you were making, Brian, It started off really as a, I think, one little initiative as part of our support for Bookstar PR. It was going to be a podcast, yes. right? That initially yeah. is what we were going to do. That was the a whole original name. Yep. What What was the idea from that? I mean, as we were going through, because again, you were making a point about this is non traditional marketing. Right. It's not going to be print or radio or T right. V like people think. Right. We thought, let's do things differently, but at that time podcasts were kind of all the rage. Yep. Um so so how did how did that transpire to ultimately Become bookie call. It's a great name. Well, the first the, the
1: little trivia, the first name was going to be Binder. Yes, and and we had sort of everything set up uh, to be Binder. You know, leaning into the idea of books being bound and and the the cheekiness of that and having some fun. And then we discovered that there was actually a <laughs> tiny dating app created in california named binder and so we had to change our trademarks and have the attorneys do all the paperwork over again because we weren't smart enough to just google it to start (laughs) um and so we were like ah so uh what was funny is is jim had mentioned it like in passing i think before we in this was i think January, maybe it
2: was right at the beginning of the year, mostly because at the end of the year, you and I have always sat yeah. down to talk about what's our next year? Yep. What kind of business do we want to start? You and I have four businesses right now. Yeah. And this was one of the ones we were. At the end of the year, what could we do with yes. Star PR to take it to the next level? Of that
1: I had the idea of going. Let's make it a podcast, and we'll make it like a dating show, right? And so, and then he was like, "Oh, a bookie call, right?" And we were. <laughs> he just said it, and it was so funny. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's brilliant!" But we thought we sort of thought it was a little too. I mean, it's right on the edge. It's like we we are irreverent, but man, that's right there. Yeah. And so we were like, let's just figure it. Out. And then I don't know why we thought binder was less. <laughs> Well, on the I, edge. I think
2: binder, well, because it was like tender grinder, yes, like you said, yes, somebody had already created a combination. something like yes, it, yes. but it was also intended to really be a platform for authors to really have another podcast yeah. exclusively for us to interview them in the publishing world. That's right. It wasn't at all. I mean, we have really taken it to the next level, but yeah. even in with Buki call, first off, you and I had never been mm. either of us on a dating app. Right. So, you know, we, we, yeah. to see we're the two of us sitting around, looking watching over each other's shoulders, videos. very <laughs> uncomfortable, I had to clear my history yeah. right away. I um, mean,
1: honestly, Nicole was the only one who's ever even had an opportunity to try a dating app in her life. And so we were like, you have to help us understand, like, how this actually works. Yes. But... You know, I think the thing that really was the turning point is when we started Bookstar PR, the one thing that we had sort of decided was that we were only going to do things we could guarantee. Yeah. And if we couldn't guarantee it, we weren't going to do it because the thing that was most frustrating of hiring a traditional book publisher is they don't guarantee shit. They say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put in our best effort and you give them thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And then they, you cross your fingers and hope that something comes of it. but nothing is guaranteed. And so when we sort of, started to do these different types of promotions and reviews and what we could guarantee and what we couldn't. And then you get into Amazon's world and it's their world and they make the rules and you either play by those rules or they take their ball and go home. And that's just the way it is. So we were like, we really need to control the data. If we can control the data, if we can control the ecosystem and not rely on anybody else and can share that data, then any author would be crazy not to want their book in this library. And so that's that's sort of how it flipped from podcast to app. Yeah. Was that when we stopped being able to guarantee some of the things that we initially could because Amazon changed their rules, um we decided that this would be the way that we could take ourselves out of the Amazon yeah. world completely and not have to rely on them for anything and now we can just do whatever we want to do and still you know have this way to provide really targeted promotion of a book for an author. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I saw the latest numbers on Amazon and it even blew me away. I thought, you know, we've been using some numbers for the last year or so. And, and we are, we are so under what the reality is of the number of books Amazon has. Amazon currently has 33 million books Mm. in their library, 33 million books. So they upload somewhere between six and 7,000 books a day and so when you know that that's the case what do you think the odds are of your book as an author hitting that algorithm and being matched to anyone sure i mean for as incredible as their data is and they know that if you buy Bounty paper towels and no, you know, quilted Northern toilet paper. And they have all this data on you and they can forecast what they think you're going to like, You can't get this. You have a better shot of winning the lottery <sighs> yeah. than you do of having your book hit that, that algorithm. And so for us, it was like, what if we just made it so that we had a curated library of books that, that, um, there wasn't that much competition so that we could really shine the light. So if we only have several thousand books, as opposed to 30 million books, um, the odds of your book being brought up as a match grow literally by the thousands of percentile yeah. um, in every in every category and so that's sort of the road that we that we went down.
2: So as we start to use words like library and match and and algorithm, um, Nicole walk us through let, let's take a step back. How does the app actually work? So if I'm a consumer and I download the app however I want to get my apps, whether it's iOS or or um um Android Android. How does it actually work when I get the thing installed? Yep. Like, what what are the elements of the thing that would make it exciting if I'm just a, a lover of reading?
0: Absolutely. So we find that most people that want to download it are those book lovers, and or people who are a little jaded by dating apps, and they're ready to uh, determine. I'm kind of over all of that, but I still like the function. I still like that moment of swiping right. I still like having something, you know, a little flirty. Bookie call comes in and kind of meets that awesome book lover need. And so all you do is download it totally free. Um, no in app purchasing, no advertising. I mean, it is probably one of the only apps that I've been on that's totally free and doesn't try to sell you things. Anything. The whole yeah, time. no
2: advertising to date that we have even internally when you're inside the app.
0: Right. And so after you download it, you uh, set up a quick. Uh, very quick login, just email password. We're not asking you for a ton of information. Just give us email password. And that way, whatever swipes you make, whatever you know, history becomes yours, will save. Mm. And so that way you can log back in and out. Once you're in the app, you're going to come up with 20 genres. We call them categories in the app. And in those 20, you have t- uh, 10 nonfiction, 10 fiction. And you're going to see a sliding scale basically a one to five. Mm -hmm. How much do I like classics? How much do I like self-help? How much do I like horror and sci-fi and romance and YA? it have got all these different options. Slide it wherever. So you can get all the way to a five on one you love. If you know that you are never, ever going to read a historical fiction, slide it all the way to the left. And all of a sudden, the app gets this great way of knowing what to match you with Mm -hmm. and our mascot is boo hopefully we'll introduce you to boo (laughs) um, on this but boo then does boo's job of bringing up books that he thinks you're really gonna you know mesh with and have a good vibe with and so you go over to the match tab and you're gonna see a profile and you scroll up on it and that's where you get the whole dating profile we were talking about. So you can read over the questions. If you get to the bottom of a book that has an audio version, you're even going to get an audio sample. Right. So you can sit there and listen to what the narrator sounds like. Listen to the voice of your book. Then you decide, am I going to swipe right? Am I going to swipe left? If you swipe left, that means you're not interested, but no problem. Plenty of fish in the sea. If you swipe right, that's when you get that DM. And in the DM, you do get links to purchase the book. But we have plenty of readers who get on and add it to their TBR list. Or maybe they put it in their cart for later, or you know you need a date with that book that night, night, you are going to get on and go ahead and buy it so that you can start that date ASAP.
2: So in the profile itself, that's where it starts with the matching because you've decided with the sliding scales and the categories, but then we built the app so it gets smarter. The algorithm actually gets smarter. If you were to swipe right on something, it knows again, ooh, that is attached to this particular category in whether it's fiction, nonfiction. So again, I think, Brant, to your point, you're way more likely to get matched based off of the number of books. Um, To date, how many books do we have totally in our library?
0: Almost 2,000. Almost
2: 2,000. And so these are um, publishing houses that have given us a few books. These are independent authors, right, that have said, I'd love to have my book in there because I also want to talk about all the cool things that can come out of it as as an author. Um, Do we have some self-published authors in there as well? Oh, yeah. Hmm? So for sure. probably another great way, if you're looking for something non-traditional, especially with the number of downloads, like what you mentioned, Brant, you're yep. starting to put a massive spotlight on on your book. Um, but but again, I think the whole idea, as it gets smarter and smarter, you're more likely at some point to really see just the books that you're yeah. interested in. So you don't waste your time on on first dates that are not going to go anywhere (laughs) absolutely
0: and i think the app's really an amazing equalizer so we've got you know big big time authors that you know their names we've got authors that are just launching into the business and but they've got amazing books they're going to be side by side and nobody's going to say hey this is a you know top bestseller that you need to get to know instead we're going to say these are great books that want to date you. So, you know, who are you going to spend time with? We have had people compare it to walking through their bookstore. Yeah. And they're walking through the bookstore and they're thinking, "Who am I going to take home tonight?" Yes. Yeah. And so you're going through, you're touching the books, you're you know feeling it, picking it up, reading the back and kind of having that intimate moment with a book. Yeah. And and we don't have any social on the apps. You don't have to worry about, you know, random people messaging you. There's nothing like that, it's just you and the book. Yeah. And then you get to decide, you know, who am I gonna spend time with? Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, your gateway to a new dimension of wellness. Featuring discussions with world-renowned experts, pioneers, champions, and professionals. Experience high-end production, sophistication, and easily applicable tips and tricks for everyday life. Your journey to wellness, it starts here and it starts now. Tune in to the Wellness Driven Life Show and become a part of the evolution of Driven Living.
2: And I know in the app world and the website world, uh, it's about from people who develop these things, it's about how long can I get somebody to stay in in that ecosystem. And I think what we're finding is, and again, such credit to our writers, our editors, Mm -hmm. that these profiles are written so well that some people without really spending a lot of time and going to the cart, they're reading these profiles because they're just, they're so well done. It makes it interesting. I think Brant, you and I talked about the first books that were put in the library. One was on table tennis and one was on <laughs> Jeff Bezos' yes. wife. And yes. It was like I would have probably never read That's either right. of those books, but because of the way the profiles were written, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm interested now in learning more about table tennis. It's it, crazy, right?
1: It's interesting. You know, it's it's proof of concept in a lot of ways for us. So. The, the real interesting data to look at is what people say they want yeah. to read as mm-hmm. a preference and then what they actually swipe right on that they're interested in purchasing. Yeah. And so there are certain categories that rank really low on the preference side of them saying, I'm not really interested in this, but they end up in our top 10 on the swipes. Well, the only reason that that happens is because our writers do such a phenomenal job of making these books sound irresistible that they go, oh my gosh, I have to read that book. That is exactly why we do it the way we do it is that for some books – they simply get undiscovered because it's not your cup of tea. It's, it's something that is a, a weird genre that doesn't fit into one of Amazon's eight bajillion, you know, books about grasshopper feet that are launched on a Wednesday at seven 30. You know, it's, it, it is, it's difficult to compete with that. And yeah. so, you know, for us, what I love is that we treat every book exactly the same, whether it was launched five years ago mm-hmm. or five minutes ago. Um, so for authors who, You know, especially self-pub authors, but it doesn't really matter. But if you, you know, many of us who have, who have done books, you know, you've got a pallet full of books in your, in your garage. It's in a warehouse somewhere. You had to order 10,000 books to get the best rate. And so you did, and you sold five and now you've got 5,000 books left over. And what am I going to do with this? That's now five years old. You should be writing a new book and how you're going to compete. All these things start to factor in. And with, with Bookie Call, we take that old book and we make it new. Yeah, And so we, it gets introduced to an entirely new group of people who have no idea that it was written five years ago. And yeah. does it really matter if the book is that good? They should still want to read it. Yeah. yeah. So that for us, whether you are... You know, one of the big five publishers or you are a self-pub uh, author yourself, we can provide the eyes that your book deserves no matter when it was actually published.
2: And so for a consumer, um, you know, the app is pretty self-sufficient. I think there's one element, uh, which is really kind of the namesake, the Buki calls, mm-hmm. um, which I knew when we, when we switched from, from binder to Buki call as the company's name, And, you know, I'll be honest, and we've talked about this before in other platforms, you know, that was a little irreverent for me. I was like, whoa, okay, how's that? You know, because I think people have figured out by now Yes, booty call, boogie call, but in the book vein. And I was a little bit nervous, uh, a little bit because of my faith-based background. But also I thought, how will Christian authors respond to this? And what we have found is they're like our biggest fans. They also (laughs) lean into it because – it's not so over the top that they couldn't feel represented well, but they are looking for people to put some eyeballs on the book. And I think that irreverence and the fun with just the name alone has, has really served us well. But talk to us, maybe Nicole starting off, What what is a bookie call? Because it isn't just that you get matched with these books. There's something that happens to you a couple times during the week, right?
0: Yeah, on uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays, Boo sends out a bookie call And it comes around 11 p.m. Eastern. If you're on the Pacific side, you're getting it a little later. Um, But it's a push notification that literally just says, you up? You up? (laughs) (laughs) It's so so great. (laughs) It's so classic. We've had people come to us and say that they really genuinely get that dating app feel. When they get this push notification and, you know, it's just says, you know, attractive, desirable book in search of a curious reader looking for an enticing book up. You click on a it. book up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So good. Yes. You click on it, it takes you into the app and Boo is there to introduce you to three books that fall in your genre. Yep. So instead of, you know, seeking them out, these Wednesday and Saturday bookie calls are actually going straight to the reader and saying you know you don't even have to come to us we'll come to you and, uh, you know, just, just give us a little time and then you get to go and pick your book up. So any of those so three, good. it says click to meet me, you click the link, then you go to the profile and you can get to know it a little bit more. Then you decide what to do. but you know, there's no, there's no pushing on this app. And I yeah. think a lot of people take a lot of comfort in that, that it really can just be fun. I've had some people tell me that instead of scrolling, you know, other social media, um, Like they used to do, they now just go and scroll these apps because it's happy and fun. And it makes them feel kind of wanted and loved. And there's not any of this, I don't know what I'm going to see when I'm scrolling. You know exactly what you're going to get. And it's going to be a great book.
2: It's like the, you know, obviously our main moniker uh, and t-shirts that that most of us are wearing today uh, about people sucking. You know, people suck, date a book, you know. And we're having some fun with that because obviously – people that have gone through particularly dating apps that yeah. have not had good experiences, yeah. you're not going to go wrong with a book. Yeah. And to the point that you were just making, Nicole, you're really matched up in your genres. The three books that that show up, I think one of them is really slided to probably whatever your main oh yeah. Preference, whatever that category is, but you're not going to go wrong. Even even on the weekly bookie calls, you're going to be matched with something that it would have taken you forever to find mm-hmm. on Amazon or roaming around in a, in I don't know, in a bookstore or Barnes and Noble. So. I I just, I I don't, why do we pick two and why Wednesday and Saturdays? Is there a rationale behind that? Well, I think it, look, it's
1: designed for the laziest of readers, right? So thank you. It's like, even if you can't be bothered to lift a finger, we're going to send you (laughs) three potential bookups the entire time, right? Um, So that you don't have to sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. So the idea would be, you know, we picked two, you know, Wednesday night, is hump day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Hunt. You did not just go
1: there. How can you I totally? Did you just Pray make Hunt. that I, d- I did. Uh, Wednesday <laughs> night is, uh, is midweek. So we always figure people need to pick me up midweek. At least I know we do uh, around here. It gets, you know, it gets pretty intense at times. And so you need to sort of be made aware of that the week is half over and let's continue to push forward. So we figured that's a good one. And then on the weekends, some people go out and they're going out on dates and hanging out with friends, but what about the person that's not, mm-hmm. what, you know, they're sitting at home trying to figure out what they're going to do. And for a lot of them, at least our, our users, they curl up with a great book. Yeah. And so it's like the perfect time for them to say, don't we, we've got you, don't worry about it, yeah. you know? Um, and it's fun, you know, they get it We for as irreverent as the, the namesake is. And, uh, you know, the sort of tongue in cheek that we, that we present most of our marketing through uh, It is very well written. You know, you can't have an app called bookie call and, and not have an elevated experience. And so for us from the look, the feel, even the, you know, there, there's no nefarious cussing for no reason. There's no, like, we just don't do it. There's no need to do that. Mm -hmm. We, we love words and there are lots of words to choose from. And you don't just have to be, you know, obnoxious and, and offensive in anyone's face. Um, you know, we don't judge book for content, but we do judge books based on how well they're written. And if they're low, with errors or they're just really poorly written, they're not going to appear in our library. And we're not sad about that. That is yeah. just do a better job. If you're a writer, you should care enough to get your book professionally edited, right? To, to, to do the steps necessary to compete with the big boys and girls that are out there doing this for a living and making millions of dollars because If it's that good, it deserves that level of of effort from you. And as as Jim and I have been both self-pub and now with a publisher, we've sort of been on both sides of this even the self pub books, we spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to do it right. To, to have somebody that is not a, you know, a friend who likes to read, who happens to get an A in English, (laughs) you know, you got, you got to hire a professional editor. You've got to have somebody proofread. You got to have a content person to make sure that the stuff makes sense. And that there's a line through your entire story that, that takes people on a journey. And so, you know, all of those things are so important to us. We, we try, you know, to, to honor the First Amendment The best that we can Even if it's not our cup of tea um, But uh, you're not going to really find That many offensive books If any offensive books In our library Because that's not what we're about We're yeah. trying to get people To, to escape their world And and dive into a great book that takes them away and and provides them with a few hours um, of reprieve of whatever their life looks like at this moment, good or bad. And, and that requires a certain kind of book. And if the book is, you know, very controversial or stuff, it's not, it doesn't help. It's not helping us. It's not helping our users. Um, People will know that that book exists, whether it's in bookie call or not, go find it, go buy it somewhere else. But for what we do, we're really about, you know, providing that experience that that elevated experience that makes you feel good about it and, and want to do it again. And so, you know, that's that's sort of where we where we have tried to line this up in spite of the cheekiness of some of the ways in which we market.
2: I want to talk about some of these things um, going forward, you know, TikTok. We have a podcast version. I'm going to talk about the boo. Let's talk about the character. <laughs> but uh, I know uh, Nicole's got to go here because Nicole's main job now, in addition to all the awesome things she does, she's on the phone talking to publishers and trying to get them to get more books in there. I know she's got to go make some more phone calls. But we, we just we love having you on board here, and I think there's no way that the app could be where it is if it wasn't for you. And uh, I know just the talented people that are in your staff. Uh, we're ju- we're just really thrilled with that. So. Go, Did go grab you some ever more publishers. know that you're <laughs> a hero? Oh, we, yeah.
1: I send her. Uh, trust me. I try to make sure. She, she gets enough accolades and, uh, uh, you know, adulation from me because she is amazing. I tell her that all the time, even ad nauseum, because I don't want her to forget it. You know, I'm a little you bit jealous. You guys the best. would say you. something for me. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'll work Did I on. stomp on your comment? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Brant, say
0: okay. nice things to Jim, uh, too. Look,
2: when he does something Brant. to deserve it, I will say, I will give him a nice comment. Right. You know my <laughs> love language. No, for sure. We, we know you've got some things to do, and uh, we're going to take this to the next level. Okay. And you're, you're, you're so stellar.
0: Well, you guys are amazing. I love what we're doing. I love working with our authors and our readers. And uh, if you all need anything, if you're listening, just get in touch with us, whether you're on the reader side or the author side. Let's figure out how to bring it all together. And at the end of the day, I think that we're all matchmakers. So here we go. Star.
2: Boom. So so we talked a little bit about the consumer. Um, Brandt, talk a little bit about on the author side. I mean, what what are some of the things that they can get as they put their book in the library?
1: From an author's perspective, there's a couple of different things I think that are, that are really unique to what we're doing. So getting your book in the library is step one. You know, we we have a sort of a metaphor around here that we use and it's really everybody's job on staff here, um, to get people to our front porch. Yeah. And so if we are in the house of bookie call, everyone's job is to get people to the front porch that, that there's only one front door as our, our great friend, uh, Tamsin Webster, uh, who wrote the book, uh, find your red thread is, we talk about this ad nauseum. She's like, you can only have one front door if you get somebody to your, to your porch and there are multiple front doors, you're confusing them and not telling them what, what has to happen. And so everybody knows, get people to the porch and that front door is put your book in the library. That's it. That's number one. That's the best way that you are going to experience what we have to do. And once that happens, once you're in our house, well, we have lots of things to show you once you're in the house. And so whether that's, you want to be book of the day, you want to be podcast of the day, you want to have your own bookie call. Maybe you want to do a one night stand where you're the only book that gets pushed out to our user base. There are so many fun, different ways to, to promote your book within the app to get extra eyeballs on it that, um, you know, it, it, we wanted to try to make it as affordable as possible. And the thing that, that we try to tell authors all the time, we talk in, in increments of years, yeah. not in increments of weeks or days. And, and it's really hard for a lot of people to wrap their brains around when you are out promoting a book, it's like, well, I'm going to. I'm going to pay this money to be included in this newsletter one time. Yeah. Once. It's a one shot, yeah. right. Or I'm going to pay to do, um, you know, this run of BookBub ads or Amazon ads, and I'm going to pay for this banner and it's going to get X amount of impressions and it's going to get X amount of clicks. And maybe people will be there, but I'm competing with whatever else is on that page. And the, the other hundred things that are clickable, uh, you know, on any one of these websites with our app, it's, it's all you, and nothing but you. There is nothing to compete with. We, we force people into a decision of yes or no. Mm-hmm. We present them with your book. They go, yep, I want to date that, or nope, not my cup of tea. And, and I don't know any other place that can give you that level of focus. And we charge $299 for a year's for year. worth of matching. So when you think we have a quarter of a million downloads and thousands of people who join every single month on top of that, every time somebody joins the app, if they select a preference that your book is listed under, your book gets matched to them. It's one of yep. the first things they see. And and the idea of it constantly being matched week after week after week after week for an entire year means you, your book is going to have exposure to tens of thousands of readers in your genre looking for your type of book. I don't know any place that you can get that level of focus and targeted marketing for $300. It's ridiculous. It's honestly too cheap. We've been told that by a lot of our advisors, it's too cheap, but you and I have been there. Yeah, we have been there and, and, We want to make this affordable for somebody and and so you can spend your three or four or five hundred dollars on a banner ad somewhere or you can constantly be matched with this custom profile that now we have shareable profiles so people can share your book from the app. Uh, there, there are just so many incredible things that, that make it unique that there's no reason why you shouldn't be looking at doing this first and then adding on whatever your budget allows. And
2: so what I'm starting to see now um, in, in the world of TikTok, I mean, that certainly is the place that everyone seems to be. Yep. Um, we have started to play in that space and it's been very successful. So I know that people that already have books that are talking about it and maybe even doing reviews are in that book talk world, you know, the book talkers out there. But they're starting to gravitate. They're now starting to discover Bookie Call. And now we have all of these (laughs) incredible uh, TikTok videos about Bookie Call. And a lot of them are just flat out organic and how in love they are with how this thing works. Um, How did that come about? Is that something that we strategically did? Or again, did we just wind up having a a lot of luck with an influencer that grabbed a hold of it?
1: Uh, Yes. And Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. There are certain influencers that we are just massive fans of and have fallen madly in love with, as Mm -hmm. you like to say. Um, It is something that uh, we are very, we have our finger on the pulse of, of both book talk and bookstagram. We know. Yeah you know, who is, who is able to move books and eyeballs and we know who, who doesn't, we know who is real and we know who, you know, has bought fake followers. Um, and so for us, uh, the ones that, that fit our vibe and understand that we are in it to sort of have this diversity and inclusion so that all voices are represented in our app both by authors and by readers. Um that to us means that we need to be looking at that same diversity when it comes to what we would call certified matchmakers. So yeah. our goal is to find a certified matchmaker influencer for every one of the genres, the 20 different genres that we represent. Um, and and they provide you with their picks of the month and you can not only find those books in our library, but actually search the tag of the influencer within our app to see what they have recommended if you are a fan like we are. Um, so, you know, there are there are people like uh, Easy Cat, um, our friend Jason on TikTok, who has you know, 500,000 plus followers who uh, him and his husband did just the most amazing video of uh, a sort of endorsing Bookie call that we've ever seen. Uh, it was so good. So, so good. And, and so, you know, we have just fallen madly in love with him and the work that he's done there. Um, you know, we, we continue with like YA allegiance. We have a very large YA database. Um, it's sort of our, our, our user base skews a little bit younger yep. and so that YA category is the hottest category in publishing right now um, and so you know we lean heavy in there for making sure we have uh, all the greatest books both discovered and undiscovered um, so you know we try to, to partner with these different influencers that can really drive people to the app to have that sort of different experience. Um, you know, for them, it's more credibility. It's, it's, we can, we can show the data. We can tell you how many people you actually influenced, um, as opposed to you hope that somebody scrolls through their feed and sees this particular post or video or whatever it might be. And, and, uh, you know, for us, we can judge by the download, by the unique link that they would share. So, mm-hmm. so we've really tried to to be smart about who we partner with and how we partner with them. Um, we are about ready to launch uh, our first ambassador program for really for the Uber fan, not necessarily an influencer. They, mm-hmm. they are included, of course, but this is really for just somebody who loves Bookie Call and loves the idea um, behind the app. They can just share about what they've read and what they found and earn t-shirts and coffee mugs and everything you can possibly imagine that we can lean into that uh sort of literary swag that we yep. that we love to
2: provide and and uh believe me that merchandise is is hot people is. are loving it both on on uh, you know the audience side but also on the uh, on the author side um you know you're talking about these matchmakers and all the genres but the ultimate the original matchmaker, the character, the mascot of Bookie Call <laughs> yes. is this, this great character we call Boo. Yes. Talk to me about uh, Boo and, uh, you know, if they haven't already looked at it, what does he look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, how is he a big part of our business? So, so you know, when we first sort of were coming
1: up with a logo for, for Bookie Call, um, we have like this little face with a, a monocle um a mustache that is an open book uh and a, a derby hat and the idea was again in this elevated experience you know in our back of our heads I think we had the Monopoly guy sort yeah. of running back there. But the idea was, you know, here's a, a character that we can create um, the monocle being there for, for looking and finding and reading books. Um, the open, mu- the open book mustache, of course, to, to show where we really are and this derby hat, which, um, throws it back to the twenties, which really the, the whole design behind the app is a speakeasy. So if you are in the app and you are looking at the colors and the fonts and the feel, um, we developed this to feel like a speakeasy from the twenties. And, and so the website too, by the web- way, website as well. Yep. We just are completely revamped the website to have that same vibe and, um, You know, the the original idea of of making this character's name Boo was to teach people to say Boo key call and not bookie call. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants to say bookie call. The interesting thing of when we when we really took this name for as much as we were a little scared with the irreverence, we found ourselves in this complete niche within the app world because they don't allow for online gambling things. Yeah. So the word "bookie" really doesn't yeah. exist hardly at all in the app world. So we sort of carved ourselves this this space unintentionally, um, but we wanted people to know that it's "bookie call" and not "bookie call." And so that's why we created "boo" to get people to give it that ooh instead of "uh", uh in yeah. its pronunciation.
2: And we've had a lot of fun with uh, with Boo. Um, you know, I think you went out and purchased, I can't remember, several hundred derby hats, yes. monocles, and yes. mustaches, yes. which we then sent out to a lot of uh, bookstagrammers in the Instagram community, some TikTokers, yep. some of our Uber fans, um, especially when we were launching in September of 2021. And, oh, my gosh, the videos that we got back Amazing. of people, first off, trying to wear all of that yes. stuff. And, and wear a t-shirt that say people suck data book <laughs> That's right. um, was just a hoot for us, but it really did create a buzz. And again, I think it just helped us get to that quarter million very quickly, which yep. is just, it's really hard to do in the app world. And this is an untapped category, yep. you know, To, to and, and even now I still hear that people are amazed that nobody had combined trying to discover a book with, this online dating world. And boy, there are so many similarities between the two of those. And the fact that nobody had done it, I think we were just, you know, we caught lightning in a, in a bottle early on, but um, you know, we, we will eventually have a boot kit uh, in the merchandise area. You want a Derby hat and a monocle and a mustache to dress up. Hey, we, we, we got that too. Halloween's coming. I'm waiting for the day that (laughs) Halloween, that is the most worn. That's right. You know,
1: it's funny. the, the idea of sort of putting this all together and getting people out there. I laughed that Everyone feels like they have to have an English accent today, yeah. that they put this stuff on <laughs> yes. uh, for whatever particular reason. Easy cat did. It was That's like, right. Yeah. He did. That's right. Um, and his, his husband did as well. And it was awful and he loved it and made, totally made fun of him. So do not use that voice. But the, you know, the idea for us was it's such a, proven platform. I think three out of five marriages now are, are people who have met online or through yeah. some sort of dating service. And, and so we know the psychology works. So the, the interesting thing for us is we just went and took nine, nine actual questions from real dating apps yeah. and just wrapped that review in the answers to those questions. So we're using the same exact psychology, the same reason that you would go, gosh, I really want to go on a date with that person. Um, and interesting enough, the the before we even launched, we did a study of 1,100 um, people uh, of all ages and asked them a whole bunch of questions to see whether or not there was a space in the market for this. And they all said, we asked them, you know, what would you prefer going on a first date uh, with someone or going on a, or starting a new book? And it was about equal. Yeah. And, and then when we asked them, what do they expect out of that experience? The answers were almost identical. Yeah. And, and that for us really told us that there was definitely space in this market, but the, the space actually becomes the biggest challenge we have because what keyword are you going to search? For what we do. Mm -hmm. There isn't one. Right? And so we sort of have carved a new uh, genre of, of app that, um, is becomes our biggest struggle. So that's why we lean so heavy on our Uber fans and influencers because they, it's something that you have to see, right? Yeah. You have to hear about it. You have to understand how it works because no one is going into Android or, or the uh, Apple store going, searching for book dating, right? Yes. They're not, they're just not doing it. So we have sort of, by creating our own category, we've created our biggest marketing
2: challenge at the same time. So I'm glad we talked about Boo first, because I think um, to try and talk about the podcast, because Bookie Call does have a podcast version. Yeah. I think to try and explain the podcast format in the show without understanding Boo would, would do it a disservice. But it is a big part of what we do. Um, and we have people that, you know, particularly authors that say, I don't want to just be book of the day. I don't want to just be in the library. You mentioned this earlier. I yep. have the opportunity to be podcast of the day what is the podcast like what do you get with that because yeah. it that that's probably also a little bit different than what people are used to
1: it is you know we basically wanted to provide something for people to listen to on their 27 minute commute to work every day, right? That's that's the average. And so we were like, can we figure out a way to do this? And so what we did was we took the actual written profiles and we hired voice actors to bring these books to life. And so Boo is the host who interviews them and asks them the nine questions. And, and then the, the dating profile is literally read by the, the voice actor. So each one of these episodes is only about four and a half, five minutes long, right? It's not very long at all, but for the person looking for that next book on their drive, they can, they can burn through four or five Mm -hmm. different books to listen to and decide if one of those might be their next date. And so we, uh, we've been doing that uh, since we launched, we've built it up now over 5,000 listeners and, and, um, they really just enjoy these sort of putting a voice to, to the profiles themselves has really been fun.
2: And just so uh, we're clear to everybody, this is the fictional character of Boo interviewing the book. Not the author. Right. Right. And so there's w- between these voice actors and Boo, it is. <laughs> It is an experience. There's yeah. music in the background. Yeah. I don't know what comes to your head when you're listening to this thing, what what you conjure up. But dim the it, lights, it, bubble baths. Yeah, it, it, like you, you're <laughs> going to go there when you listen to a bookie call podcast. But to hear a book actually be represented in an auditory way is just it, it's amazing. What's a, as we wrap up here? What's the future of bookie call? I mean, we've talked about. Mm. Uh, events mm-hmm. um, you know there, there might be some other cool things that we could do with it what, what are your thoughts with that I think there's a
1: couple um, of things that w- that we would look to do in the next you know t- say 12 to 24 months um, one would be uh, live events so so once the world is sort of settled down and everyone's gotten their sixth booster shot um, <laughs> we will uh, find a way to drive people back to brick-and-mortar right so for us we want to help try to support both indie bookstores, I mean Barnes & Noble for all intents and purposes now is the largest independent bookstore in the, in the country um, but the idea would be can we build community around books, right? And so that's our goal. And and sometimes we would do that by speed dating. So our goal would be to do speed dating events at bookstores all over the country where you go with your friends and you just make a night of it. And we feature 10 books that you go and scan your QR code and you can listen, read their profile, listen to a little audio clip and decide whether or not the, you're going to take that book on a date. And you got five minutes and you go to the next book and then you go to the next book. And, and the idea would be, you know, you go there for an hour or so you can listen to every book we've got and um, take your books up to the counter and, and allow that merchant to make their money uh, for that night and, and keep them in business and for us it's it's a chance to become sort of the authority on where you're going to find your next book but you know we, we want to tr- try to unite the community and and there's enough to go around for everyone and so for us that's really what it is about driving people back to brick and mortar to support their local shops um, no matter where that might be or what they are and uh, so I think that. That's one way on on some of the future of what we're going to do, um, being able to do that via location services. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to alert you if there's a you know speed dating event within 10 miles of where you are, you'd get a uh, notification. A, a notification. Um, same with author events. Right. I mean, that would be great if you knew your favorite author was going to be doing a book signing. 10 miles from your house that would be amazing yeah um, and so those will be some of the things that we do and then we've sort of thrown around this you know the, the, the two hottest sort of uh, publishing areas in the moment are, are cookbooks and children's books both of which we do not represent in the yeah. app for a variety of reasons for obvious reasons right uh, I think the children's one is easier <laughs> to understand and the book one what are you going to say about about this uh, baby? this <laughs> <laughs> let me talk
2: about some jambalaya
1: <laughs> yes yeah, it probably just never on. had a, you know a, the head of lettuce like this. Um, it's, there's not, there's not much we can do with that, but on the children's side, we feel like we can take the framework of what we have built, um, from an algorithm and, and sort of matching capability of books and create a version for children's books. Um, one of the things that you and I have talked about extensively is, you know, the earlier we can introduce kids to books the, the better off they are it's been proven time and time and time again um you know the more that we get them reading quickly, the the more they take on learning themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's great. And we want that to be the case. But what about that ability to connect with a parent, a loved one, a friend or whatever, who's reading that book and creating that memorable moment of sitting down and reading your child, a book or reading a friend, a book, um, that's great. But what if we could make the selection of the book that you're going to read just as incredible as an experience mm-hmm. as reading the book itself? That's what we would do in the children's market is is create an experience of choosing the book that's as compelling as the book itself. And so I think that that that's fun. That would be the future. Um, Let's let's get over this giant hump yeah, first let's and Let's focus on and, this one and first and then we'll, we'll go down that road.
2: I think people that are regular listeners and fans of ours know, you know, you and I make our living as keynote speakers, mm-hmm. we're authors. Um, you know, between our multiple businesses, we have Certified Rockstar, which is our our training program which you and I do together yep. and it's very music oriented, a lot of fun, uh, but it's a, it's a leadership training program. We obviously have this podcast, Thoughts That Rock, which is our free weekly leadership podcast. And uh, Bookstar PR, which is really now more of a PR wing more than anything else. I mean, because of all the issues that you and I have talked about, particularly with uh, with the way the publishing world is, um, we've made some changes to it. But, boy, Bookie Call, it's just – we haven't been this excited in in a long time. And we love – we've had uh, a huge – run and laugh about a lot of things we do, but this one is just so exciting because you're starting to do what you hear on Shark Tank all the time. You're filling in a gap and a need that people have really uh, had for a long time. I can't find a great book. What is my next great read without doing all the jumping through the hoops that you talked about earlier, Brant? And I think by not only providing that, but making it edutaining, as we like to say it's just been incredible to see that this thing was launched in September, and here we are recording right now in March. Yeah, and you know we're close to three hundred thousand yeah. uh, downloads of the thing, and it's just starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So, I- I've just had a tremendous a lot of fun doing this with you. Our team is—they uh, they are true rock stars. I mean, yeah. people don't know it, even though we've got this great group of writers. It really is a small group. Yeah. There's only. I think five or six of us at any given time in the office. We've got a few people that work from home, but it's a small group, and um, I feel I feel blessed for doing the work that we're doing and uh, and having fun with it.
1: Hundred percent, man. Agreed. And you know the future of Bookie Call and what uh, what it's doing to sort of change how people discover books. I think is just the uh, the beginning, and the next uh,
2: year or two here is going to be an incredible ride. Yeah, for sure. So we'll probably just end with this, and I think you already know it. People suck. Data book. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, Rockstars. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode.
2: Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock, rock on. on.